Thanks to Way for supporting Don't Keep Your Day Job. Don't let cold weather leave your locks dry and brittle. Way leave-in conditioner is your hydration hero. So say goodbye to frizz and tangles. Go to T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com and use code DREAMJOB to get 15% off your entire purchase. Also, thanks to BetterHelp. For 10% off your first month, go to BetterHelp.com slash DREAMJOB. Start living a better life today. Also, thanks to Flex. Flex makes period products that are healthier for your people and our planet. Get 20% off Flex Fist Starter Kits or 10% off your first Flex Cup with free U.S. shipping. Go to FlexFits.com slash DreamJob and use code DreamJob. And thanks to Truebill. Over 80% of people have subscriptions that they've forgotten about. Truebill is the new app that helps you identify and stop paying for subscriptions that you don't need or want or simply forgot about. Go right now, Truebill.com slash DreamJob. It could save you hundreds a year. Hey, it's Kathy Heller. Welcome back to another episode of Don't Keep Your Day Job. I cannot wait to share this conversation with you. We have one of the most fascinating people here, Dan Butner. I'm going to get right to it today because this is one of the most profound conversations I've ever had, let alone on this podcast. Dan is the guy behind the Blue Zones. He's a number one New York Times bestselling author, National Geographic fellow, and award-winning journalist and producer. You might be familiar with some of his books like The Blue Zones, Thrive, The Blue Zones of Happiness, The Blue Zones Kitchen. And he has a new book that just came out this week. It's called The Blue Zones Challenge, A Four-Week Plan for a Longer, Better Life. And this is the gift that you need to get for yourself and the, the people in your life who you want to live a long, healthy life. It offers you a four-week guide, including worksheets, prompts, recipes, and a year-long sustainability program to jumpstart your journey to better health, happiness, less stress, and a longer life. I cannot recommend this enough, so make sure that you grab a copy. Dan has been on the Today Show, Oprah, NBC Nightly News, Good Morning America. He is basically everywhere, and I am so honored that he spent this time with me. Let's get right to it. Please welcome the amazing Dan Butner. Dan, thank you so much for for coming on. I'm so excited to speak with you. Uh, Well, I'm thrilled to be with you. That is so sweet. I was just telling my producer, and I mentioned it to you before we started recording, that I talked about you in one of our first episodes because I was just so blown away by your work. I think that it speaks for itself. I think it is self-evident once you hear the words that come out of your mouth. Um, how much we all need to reassess and reevaluate the way we're living our lives. So let's get into some of that work. Let's talk about your journey that led you to be really interested in studying blue zones before we even talk about what they are and what you've learned about them. What even got you to a place where you were aware of the work that you're doing now? In the late 90s, early 2000s, I ran a company that I actually had a staff of 14 people. And our job was to solve mysteries. Mostly they were anthropological mysteries. So my team would go to exotic parts of the world where there was an unanswered question, like why did the Maya civilization collapse? Why did the Anasazi disappear? Did Marco Polo go through to China? And I had Harper archeologists and National Geographic photographers and the team would go solve these mysteries. And we'd solve two a year and we actually got paid to do it. That is the coolest thing ever. I've, we've done almost 600 episodes of this show. That is one of the coolest things I've ever heard. Unreal. Yeah, Google the quest, Google Maya quest, and you'll see what we did. But yeah, it was a real, and most of our audience, however, were, were students who would direct our expeditions as we gathered clues and brought you know, our expertise to it. But we always solved the mysteries. And about six years into this business, the Japanese government approached us and said, you know, we'd like you to do one for Japan. And we looked around for an interesting mystery in Japan, but couldn't find one until it was actually my brother, Nick, 
who stumbled upon a World Health Organization finding in the year 2000 that showed that Okinawans had the longest disability-free life expectancy in the world. So that meant they lived the longest life without heart disease, cancer, diabetes, you know, all these diseases that are killing us today. And I said, aha, that's a great mystery. And uh, we did one of our quests. And um, I sold that company and uh, I was always wanted to write for National Geographic. And I went to National Geographic and, you know, I pitched them the idea if there's there are areas of extreme longevity in Asia, there must be pockets in Europe and the United States and Latin America. And they assigned me the story. And the idea was to reverse engineer longevity by hiring demographers whose expertise are confirming ages of populations. So we parsed through worldwide census data. We found five areas where people were living the longest. And then I recruited a second team of scientists to go to these places and to find the common denominators, find out what explains longevity, no matter where you go in the world. And remarkably, no matter where you go and there are populations of 80, 90, 100 year olds, uh, they're doing the same thing, the same nine things. And that was the foundation of my first book, The Blue Zones. Oh, every word, every word I hang on. You're, first of all, you're brilliant. <laughs> Second of I all, love you're you already. No, you're literally the real life Indiana Jones. You're amazing. But then you said before, I said, you've done probably thousands of interviews, which you probably have, but you're very humble. You're like, I don't know about that. The way you succinctly tell that story you should get a degree just in that, like, because your story is vast and complex and you laid it out so clearly and it's so fascinating. I'm, I'm blown away that you even saw, wow, that's a mystery that we could solve. And then you're the one who said, OK, why don't we go looking to see if this exists somewhere else? Because I wouldn't have thought that thought. And then, by golly, you were able to find nine things that overlapped and that, ugh, I mean, I watched your talk on YouTube. I was just like, I, I think I sent that talk to more people than any talk. So let's talk oh, about the blue zones. Let's talk about what you learned. I'm sure if you're listening, you haven't been living under a rock. So you probably already know some of this, but let's review it because it's so important. What did you find out? And what were the places that there was the overlap? Okay, so there were five. The longest lived women in the world are Okinawa. The longest lived men live in the highlands of Sardinia, an area called the Nuoro province. About 11 times more male centenarians there than you'd expect to find in a similar population in the United States. An island in Greece called Ikaria, where you have people living about eight years longer than Americans, but almost no dementia, about one-tenth the dementia we suffer here in the United States. So they're, they're not only living a long time, but they're staying sharp until the end. Uh, in the Nicoya Peninsula of Costa Rica, we found a population that has the lowest rate of middle-age mortality. And what that means, they have about a, almost a threefold better chance of reaching a healthy age 95. By the way, if somebody tells you they're going to help you live to be 100, they probably have their hand in your pocket and trying to sell you some snake oil. Right now, the chances in America of reaching 100 is about one out of 2,500. But most people listening right now to us with an average set of genes can expect to live to about 94, 95, a little bit more for a woman, a little bit less for a man. And in this population in Costa Rica, 
they achieve it spending one fifteenth the amount we do on healthcare. That's a big ramifications, not only for individuals, but also for governments interested in, you know, we spend $3.8 trillion a year on largely avoidable diseases in this country. And then in the United States, we found uh, uh, the blue zone among the Seventh-day Adventists, conservative Methodists, concentrated in and around Loma Linda, California. And uh, they live as much as 10 years longer than their Californian neighbors. So something really extraordinary is going on there as well. And my job as the progenitor of this project was to identify what that was and, and put it in terms uh, acceptable by the science community, but, but mostly I, I'm motivated by giving people the tools to put these to work in their lives, this knowledge to work in their lives. Oh my God, it's so incredible. When you just said that we spend trillions of dollars on mostly avoidable diseases, and then you're just talking about places on this earth, like an actual place you can go and see evidence that people are outliving and having better health and quality of life, not just that they're able to live longer. It's like unbelievable that we don't all stop and literally just whatever anyone's doing, just put you on. The whole world should be listening to this. Like what could be more important? So let's talk about what those things were that you found out that all of these places had in common. Yes. So I'll start with diet because Americans tend to default to that right away. So as part of this work, I wrote a book called The Blue Zone Solution that involved a meta-analysis of of 155 dietary surveys done over the past 80 years in all five blue zones. So if you want to know what a centenarian ate to live to be 100, you you can't just ask them what they've been eating lately. You have to know what they were eating as children and young adults and middle-aged, newly retired, et cetera. And that's, that's the approach we took. We found that traditionally speaking, it's starting to change now as the standard American diet is corrupting these traditions, but they traditionally, they were eating 90 to 100% whole food plant-based. So it's not keto, it's not paleo, it's not Atkins, it's not Stephen Gundry. Uh, they're eating, for the most part, the same five foods, whole grains, greens, tubers, like sweet potatoes, a handful of nuts a day. People who eat a handful of nuts a day uh, seem to live about two years longer than people who don't eat nuts. And then about a cup of beans a day. And people eating a cup of beans live about four years longer than non-bean eaters. So that gives us a pretty good idea of what we ought to be eating. They do eat meat, but only five times per month. A little bit of fish, no cow's dairy. Dairy is not part of the longevity diet. And um, six glasses of water a day. Coffee, good news for most of us. Tea, and then uh, usually their form of wine. A couple, two, three times a day, they drink a little bit of, of alcohol. I'm literally gobsmacked. I'm just like, <laughs> You're so I don't even know what to say. I mean, it's so, cause it's so clear and it's so simple. Not like you just told me something that I needed to do some math. It's like, you're like, this is an answer. And then people just are just going to go to McDonald's. Like, we're not going to hear what you just said. Like, it's ridiculous. Okay. So that's the diet part. Let's go to the next piece. They don't exercise, which shocks people. And 
exercise has largely been a public health failure. You know, we spend over $100 billion a year in the exercise industry, and we keep getting heavier. Uh, Fewer than 15% of Americans get the minimum suggested amount of physical activity. It's just not worth it, yet we keep selling this hope. But somehow people in blue zones are getting plenty of physical activity. How do they do it? Well, they live in environments where every time they go to work or a friend's house or out to eat, it occasions a walk. They have gardens out back and they're usually growing something two or three seasons a year. And that means every day they're watering or planting or weeding or harvesting low intensity physical activity. Uh, Their houses are not full of of mechanical conveniences. They still do work by hand, yard work by hand, housework by hand. My team figures they're nudged into movement every 20 minutes or so. So over the course of the day, they're burning way more calories and physical activity than we would sitting at our, our computers all day long and then thinking we're going to go to the gym and burn it off. And the reality is uh, gym people and gym membership show up fewer than twice per week. So that's the real, those are the real numbers. And um, if you're nudged into movement constantly, you're keeping your metabolism at a higher rate. So even when you're resting, you're burning off more calories. So that natural movement is really important to think about when you think about moving for longevity. Oh my God. That is just unbelievable. I heard someone say sitting is the new smoking, right? It's like so bad for us. Okay. These are just giant, giant awakenings. All right. What's the next piece? So we had diet. We talked about movement. So if you could take a purpose, Okinawans have a word, ikigai, which roughly means the reason for which you wake up in the morning. People have a strong sense of purpose. In other words, they know their passions. They know what they're good at. They know what they have to contribute and they find an outlet for that. Live about eight years longer than people who are rudderless in life. And in blue zones, there are people have, there's actually vocabulary for purpose. Uh, They put family first. They keep their aging parents nearby, which conveys an extra two to six years of life expectancy for the aging parent. But also it turns out something called the grandmother effect shows that children who live in a home with a grandparent actually have lower rates of disease and mortality. Beautiful virtuous circle there. They tend to belong to a faith-based community. So every week they're downshifting and they're taking the focus off of their busy life onto something else. That conveys another four or five years of life expectancy. They have sacred daily rituals. You know, it is the human condition to worry. It's the human condition to get stressed out. People in blue zones, even though they live in exotic islands, they worry about the same stuff we worry about. They worry about their health. They worry about their finances. They worry about their kids. But what they have that we have forgotten are these sacred daily rituals that that reverse that stress and the ensuing inflammation. The Adventists pray. They wake up, say a prayer. They pray between each meal slow down before they eat. The Okinawans have ancestor veneration, 15 minutes a day to remember that you're not alone, but part of a, of a continuum that includes your ancestors and your children. The Costa Ricans and the Icarians take a nap, but these are all things that have been proven to lower cortisol levels, to reduce stress and reduce inflammation. And because they do it their whole life, their chronic inflammation load, that driver of every major age-related disease from dementia to heart disease, 
it, it runs 25 or 30% lower because of these daily rituals. So that we know is lower. And then finally, they tend to belong to small committed circles of friends. Okinawa, they call it a moai, for example. And these are four or five friends who you can call on, on a bad day. And I don't just mean Facebook or Instagram friends. I mean people who, when your luck is down or you've been dubbed by a spouse or a boyfriend or a girlfriend, you can call them and you can cry and they'll care. Or you need to borrow some money, but friends with whom you can have a meaningful conversation. And these are not the typical things you hear about when you hear about longevity strategies because marketers can't make a lot of money, but they're things salient in every culture of longevity in the world. And, and by the way, I work for National Geographic and I can't just convey anecdotal evidence. Everything I say here is underpinned by academic research independently of what I've done with Blue Zones. I mean, it's so exquisite. Every word is like a medicine. And what's so, it's like startling to me, but all of the things that you just conveyed so beautifully are not things that I can find evidence for in my life or the people around me. I can think of like a couple of those things that are part of my life, but not consistently or not every day. And then I'm thinking, well, who do I know who does all of those things? And I couldn't think of one person, let alone a group of people that I would know that do those things. So thank God you had this quest. Thank God you asked this question. Thank God you have been speaking this into the world and writing books. And what I love, I'm really excited. Your new book is a challenge where you're going to help people actually now go ahead, right? And and through this four-week plan, integrate, right? Start to integrate that. Yeah. So the, the big insight here, and, and you're right, a lot of people don't do these things. And the reason they don't do these things is because we live in an environment that makes it nearly impossible. You know, you hear from politicians to go out and make healthy choices, but most people, not so much in big cities, but certainly in rural America, 97 out of 100 choices you're confronted with is a bad choice. It's McDonald's or Burger King right. or Pizza Hut or some crappy grocery store with no produce. So people in the blue zones live a long time, not because they have better discipline or better diet plans or better self-control or better sense of individual responsibility than you or I or anybody listening right now does. They simply live in environments where the healthy choice is unavoidable or, or it's very easy. So in other words, the cheapest and most Accessible foods are these simple peasant foods, beans, grains, nuts, greens, tubers, which they know how to make taste delicious. In many of the blue zones, well, all the blue zones, they live in very walkable communities. So they don't have to think about how they're going to get around transportation. It's just easier. It makes more sense to walk. The option to implode into your bedroom with your device doesn't exist. You're expected to participate in the social life of of the village, so people stay socially connected. Uh, as you may know, if you are lonely in America right now, which means you don't have three friends you can count on on a bad day, that shaves about eight years off your life expectancy. Wow. So anyway, to the point of the book, um, with the Blue Zones Challenge, I found about 30 evidence-based nudges and defaults. 
So most of these four-week challenges, they give you a program you have to remember, you need discipline, you need... Uh, what this four-week challenge does is it does marshal in the evidence of what you can do to live longer, exactly. But then it helps you shape your surroundings. So you set it up once and you forget about it. How to set up your home, your bedroom, your kitchen, your social life, to a certain extent, your internal life, your work life, your commute, so that you mindlessly burn about 500 more calories a day, avoid about 300 bad calories a day. And that over a course of a few years could be the difference in 15 pounds off your weight and an extra six years of extra life expectancy. But it doesn't require you to think about it all the time. Oh my God. It makes me want to cry. That's such an incredible mission. And it's it's so important. I mean, I, I honestly can't sit here and think of anyone who's been here who's doing anything that's this important. And it's so beautiful. I, I'm just amazed. So you're so nice. If you, well, I'm also just a reflection of the truth. I love this conversation so much, but before we keep going, we're just going to thank our sponsors. This episode is supported by Flex. Flex is innovating period care with products that are body safe, made for comfort, and made to keep you moving. They have two main products, the Flex Disc and the Flex Cup. The Flex Disc is a one-time menstrual disc that fits perfectly inside your body. It can be worn for up to 12 hours and hold as much flow as three super tampons, and it creates 60% less waste compared to pads and tampons. Their other main product, the Flex Cup, is a reusable menstrual cup with zero waste. The patented pull tab makes Flex the only cup on the market that removes like a tampon. It's disability-friendly, made with beginners in mind, and it's velvety soft, completely body safe, and lasts for years. Sometimes I get overwhelmed by the different products out there, but I've grown to be a fan of the Flex Cup. It's really easy to use, and they have videos, in-depth diagrams, GIFs, and Flexperts available in case you need some help throughout the process. I'm also a fan because Flex products are safe for my body, and I feel like I'm doing something good for the environment too. To get 20% off Flex Disc Starter Kits or 10% off your first Flex Cup with free U.S. shipping, go to flexfits.com slash dreamjob and use code dreamjob. That's flexfits.com slash dreamjob with code dreamjob for 20% off Flex Disc Starter Kits or 10% off your first Flex Cup with free U.S. shipping. How many free trial subscriptions end up costing you hundreds, if not thousands of dollars long after forgetting to cancel? Fight back against scammy subscriptions with Truebill. Truebill is the new app that helps you identify and stop paying for subscriptions that you don't need or want or simply forgot about. See all your subscriptions in one place, keep the ones you want, and cancel the ones that you don't right from the app. And your Truebill concierge is there when you need them to cancel unwanted subscriptions for you. No talking to humans and no difficult conversations. Truebill has over 2 million users and helped save them over $100 million. And on average, people are saving thousands a year with Truebill. One user, Becca, said, hands down, the best financial app I've discovered in my first week, I opened up $187 in unused reoccurring subscriptions. I'm obsessed. I never want to manage finances without Truebill again. I've signed up for tons of subscriptions for my business, and then I find out that my kids sign up for things, and I forget to cancel. So I used Truebill and found out that I could be reducing my cost by hundreds of dollars a month which adds up to thousands of dollars a year. So thanks to Truebill, I can use that money towards things that we can actually use. Don't fall for subscription scams. Start canceling today at truebill.com slash dreamjob. Go right now, truebill.com slash dreamjob. It could save you hundreds of dollars a year or more. Truebill.com slash dreamjob. So if we're going to move toward it and lean in, which one of those might be a good one to start with? Just give me a little piece. How might we start with that one? Let's start with food. Okay. So no matter how you slice it, you look at Harvard, you look at Yale, 
you look at the American Heart Association, beyond a shadow of a doubt, eating a whole food plant-based diet, if you can just remember that, you're going to lose weight and live longer. You might have to have supplement with vitamin B12, but that's really, anything you have to take a wrapper off of, you can be pretty sure it's not all that good for you. But how do you, how do you eat a whole food plant-based diet? The best thing to do is get your hands on a, a cookbook, a good whole food plant-based cookbook. I wrote one called The Blue Zone Kitchen, but there's lots of other ones, How Not to Die, The Moose Wood. There's a number of them out there. Page through it with your family. And over the course of a month, find about six to 10 recipes that you think your family might enjoy. Because once you learn how to cook, first of all, get the right equipment. An Instapot is great for this kind of cooking. Number two, learn the skill of cooking that, that have the experience of having cooked it once. And then the big thing is knowing your family likes it. Because once you taste a delicious, say, Sardinian minestrone or an Icarian longevity stew, and you love it, I don't have to convince you. I don't have to remind you that this is going to be good for your heart or to help you live longer or good for the environment or doesn't add cruelty to animals. Your taste buds will drag you to that food over and over again. You just need to invest the time to cook a half a dozen or 10 of these. Number two, get clear on your sense of purpose. And this resonates, I think will resonate with your audience quite a bit. Remember, it's worth about eight years of life expectancy. What do I mean by that? Sitting down with a blank screen or even a piece of paper and a pencil, which is what I, I recommend, you have four columns. Uh, first column is what am I good at? And you, just two word answers. I'm good at the first idea. I'm good at resolving conflict. I'm good at uh, helping out. And then second column, what do I like to do? Third column, where are my values? And then the fourth column is when you look across the other three columns, what are an outlet for this? Having a great sense of purpose is no good unless you're putting it to work in the world. Whether some, for some people it's their job, and I'm guessing people listen to your podcast are more engaged than most, but according to Gallup, 70% of people are not finding purpose in their work. So that means you got to find it through a hobby or through volunteering or through your family, but it's so important. The big one, the biggest thing you can do, I think, to add good years to your life is the following. There's nothing you can do today, this week, or this year, short of not dying, that's going to help you live longer. You have to think about what are the things I'm going to do for decades or most of a lifetime. So how you're going to eat, how you're going to socialize, how you're going to move. Friends have a measurable impact on your behaviors and friends are long-term adventures. When you think about your two best friends, I'll bet you they've been around five or more years. So curating a group of two to three friends who have the following characteristics. Number one, their idea of recreation is basketball or, or tennis or walking or gardening or biking. Friends who, with whom you can have a meaningful conversation. And it's not a bad idea to have a vegan or vegetarian friend because they're going to show you how to eat delicious plant-based food and they're going to expect you to serve it to them when they come over to your house. Because think about it. If your three best friends' idea of fun is sitting around and barbecuing wieners and then watching TV for the evening, guess what you're going to be doing? So 
I'm, I'm not going to tell you to dump your old friends, but I will tell you, and this is a very clear lesson from the Blue Zone, constructing that immediate social circle carefully and nurturing those two or three friends who have those characteristics, that's probably the most reliable thing you can do for the long run. Oh my God, you just, I mean, I'm sure you could see because we're on Zoom, we like bring tears to my eyes. Um, and there's so much to what you just said. But I'm, I'm sort of like, I feel compelled to ask you this question. You know, the people we've had on this show, people like you who have these great questions to ask, right? Let's just say, it, it just, I guess a question that comes to me that I'm wondering if you've ever thought or if you have an idea of what an answer might be is, if it's true that we, we have what we, we want, right? We, we take action to the end of like what it is that we want. And, and ultimately there's things that people sabotage that they don't want. And so they get in their own way with it. It kind of strikes me as like, what is it about living our life that people are so afraid of? Because look at all these people just taking life and just not showing up for it. It's like sabotaging it in the deepest ways. It's like, it just is like, what is it that's so scary about actually stopping and thriving and living a long time? Like it just strikes me as there must be something that people are afraid of. So we've constructed all these ways of just not being present, not being healthy, not being still, not getting it. And it's like, what, what is that about? It's like a phenomenon. Well, I, I'm probably rather uh, disruptive in my views on this. I, I actually believe that if you're unhealthy and overweight in America, it's probably not your fault. I was around in the 1980s, by the way, I was an adult. And in the 1980s, we had about one third the rate of obesity. Wow. Think about that. One third the rate of obesity and one seventh the rate of diabetes. And I can tell you, people back then did not have more discipline. They weren't better people. Their parents didn't love them any more than we love our children. Our environment has changed. Uh, we spend about twice as much time in our cars. Uh, there are about 25 times more fast food restaurants. More than 50% of all retail outlets, including where you buy your, your diabetes medicine and get your tires changed, also have junk food vending machines or tempt you with junk food. And we're, we're genetically hardwired to crave fat, to crave sugar and crave salt. And you can't escape. That's so fascinating. Fat. And um, until our communities have the courage to take on our food environment, uh, we're going to see increasing ob obesity rates. You simply cannot expect people whose genes scream for them to reach for the Snickers bar Oh my God. surround and completely ply their entire waking life with snicker bars and then say, you're a bad person if you eat that snickers bar. Yeah. Well, that's it's amazing. Just, when you just said like a third of, you know, there's a third of the rate of the obesity. That is so important to know that. And I also wanted to ask you because my husband and I have been doing yoga the last few months, like three days a week. And our yoga teacher is 70, 72. And she's phenomenal. And she told me her yoga teacher is 101. Now, where I'm going with this is a lot of times when people think of living longer, they think, oh, well, I don't want to live 
a longer life if I'm miserable and unhealthy and unhappy and have dementia or whatever else. In your experience, in what you have found, is it a possibility that those years are quality years? Is it a possibility that those years are just as delightful and good as, as your forties? They absolutely are. So I'll give you a couple of data points. First of all, you know, I also wrote a cover story for National Geographic on happiness in a book called Blue Zones of Happiness, which is a very data-backed approach to happiness. When it comes to age, happiness is a U-shaped curve. We tend to be quite happy in our 20s and we're optimistic and we're healthy and we're dating and you know the world is our oyster. But then happiness tends to drop into our 30s and 40s and about right around age 50 tends to be the least happy year for Americans. And then as long as you keep your health, happiness recuperates and it goes up in your 60s, 70s, 80s, and 100-year-olds are actually happier than 20-year-olds as long as they keep their health. So that's the first data point. And I think that's a, a really important one to remember. So the other important data point is the longer you live, at a population level, the healthier you've been. So let's just say you take all the people uh, who die at age 60 and you look at their lives, they have about eight or nine years of morbidity. So they're the ones that, you know, been smoking or have a drug habit and they have heart disease and COPD and they're obese and uh, they have a crappy life. Meanwhile, if you look at the cohort of people who are in their hundreds, especially in blue zones, they have a morbidity period of about a year. So they're not only living much longer, but they're also living better. So absolutely, you want to shoot to live to be 100. Of course, there are people who you know develop bad diseases and they don't have good lives. But as a rule, 100-year-olds are a very healthy cohort. And I, I interviewed 378 centenarians for this story. I did not find one of them who wasn't interested in waking up tomorrow alive. So um, you do want to shoot for 100. Oh, my God. I just can't stop crying because it's so, you know, when you hear truth, it just like cracks your heart open. That's just what happens. It's like amazing. I can't imagine what it's like to be you because you've just been simmering in this work and bringing it to people. I mean, it's so, talk about a sense of purpose. It's just unbelievable. I have a few more things to ask you, but let's just take a quick ad break. I love that we're entering the holiday season, but the cooler weather can really do a number on my hair. Don't let the cold winter leave your locks dry and brittle. The leave-in conditioner from Way is your hydration hero this winter. It conditions, detangles, and leaves hair smooth, shiny, and manageable. For protection from heat, dryness, and frizz, the way to healthier hair is Way's best-selling leave-in conditioner. Say goodbye to frizz, tangles, flyaways, and break ridge for all hair types. It can also protect hair from heat up to 450 degrees, and it's scented with North of floral fragrance with notes of bergamot, violet, and white musk. We moved back to Florida and the change in the environment can really affect my hair, but thankfully I had my Way Detox Shampoo with me so it could stay soft and really shiny. I also love that it smells so good and I don't have to worry about what I'm putting in my hair because Way's products are cruelty, sulfate, and paraben-free. Go to T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com and use code DREAMJOB to get 15% off your entire purchase. That's 15% off your entire order at T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com, code DREAMJOB. 
We've all had those moments when we're feeling down or stuck. For me, it helps to talk it out with someone who can give you an outside perspective like a therapist from BetterHelp. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You connect in a safe and private online environment and start communicating in under 48 hours, all without ever having to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room. You're going to get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions and send a message to your counselor anytime. They have licensed professional counselors who specialize in areas like depression, stress, anxiety, trauma, relationships, grief, and so much more. And if you feel like you need to change counselors, it's really easy and free. I've been in therapy for a lot of my life and it's really helpful for me when I'm dealing with negative thoughts or I'm unsure about what decision to make, but I also know that not everyone can afford traditional offline counseling, so BetterHelp is a great affordable alternative. You can even get financial aid if you need it. Start living a happier life today. Get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash dreamjob. Join over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health. That's betterhelp.com slash dreamjob for 10% off your first month. Thanks, BetterHelp. So my question to you, I was going to follow up with, because you said, I said, well, where would we start? And you touched on the diet and you talked about purpose. You talked about friendship. Let's unpack the purpose a little bit more because you're right. This audience, this is why they're listening. The idea of don't keep your day job is to quit the day job. If the day job is synonymous with something that doesn't light you up. And instead it's a euphemism for doing the things that do make you feel a sense of purpose, that do make you feel that flow state, right? When you've looked at that, what is purpose? Like, what is it that we could utilize as a compass to even help us? When you said that, it's like, yeah, for some people, it's a hobby, you said, right? For some, but like, what? What does it actually mean? What for the, these folks in these blue zones, how are they defining purpose? What is that on a daily basis for them? So in blue zones, a little bit different than America, that purpose also kind of metabolizes the notion of responsibility. So it's often, you'll see these older people who are passing down a martial art or they're teaching basket weaving. They're so proud of their culture. And part of it is making sure that lives on through younger generations. Or especially of all blue zones, you know, here in America, we tend to, to celebrate youth and sort of cast aside older people and warehouse them in retirement homes. But in blue zones, the older you get, the more revered you are. And these people's wisdom and resilience and uh, knowledge is harnessed to favor. So these older people, their purpose often beyond their regular work life uh, is continuing to take their wisdom and put it to work in younger generations. So for example, in Sardinia, longest lived men in the world, you see the vintners. There, I know at least two vintner that are over 100. They're taking these ancient winemaking techniques and making sure they stay alive. I wrote this book in the Blue Zone Kitchen, 100 Recipes to Live to 100. And I went into the homes of, of about 80 old women. They are the keepers of the food tradition. And it's this diet that explains probably six years of their life expectancy. And in many cases, these recipes are 500 years old. And they take millennia of observed cooking uh, wisdom and they incorporate it in making this peasant food taste delicious. 
So of course, uh, Mihail Chexik Mihai, you know, he just died. Yeah. He's the, he was the author of flow Mm -hmm. and one litmus test of knowing whether or not you have purpose is if that, which you do on a daily basis, you can occasionally get so enraptured with it. So involved with it, that time disappears, two or three hours disappear. And that could be right. You know, from my case, it could be writing other people. It's art, other people, it's coding or uh, designing. If you find yourself losing track of time frequently, you've got it. You're on the right track. That's beautiful. You mentioned um, before you were talking about the practice of prayer, the practice of those sacred sort of rituals. And um, you said something about inflammation, right? And how inflammation is the cause of so many things, right? All the diseases. Were you saying that those practices are correlated with helping with that? Yes. Well, anything I'm like amazed, like, how can that be? Like there's something on a physical level changes because of those things. If you wake up in the morning and you hate your job or you're rudderless, or you feel like you're worthless because what you're doing every day isn't feeding your soul, that creates a certain, what I call existential stress. You're yeah. still triggering, triggering the inflammatory response. I see what you mean. It's a, and that we know that inflammatory response is driving a hardening of the arteries, heart disease, for sure, dementia, wrinkles your skin. So they're all the types of things that you talk about on this podcast that give people purpose and put them on a path where they're living less stress. You're also creating a longer path and a longer life for them. So I salute you for that. Oh, you're amazing. That's incredible. I'm a big fan of Dr. Joe Dispenza's work. And we talk a lot at his conferences and retreats about how meditation is, is helping, but I never heard the words put together with the inflammation. And that is how, of course, something that I know it's one of those keywords, those buzzwords for, for all diseases. So you really help me now, like succinctly get that in terms of that ritual, in terms of those sacred practices, you know, that's not something that's so popular. I feel like People who would say the word God, like things like that are kind of looked at a little bit more through a lens of cynicism often, right? In your conversations and in this journey, say more about that. Like, what is their relationship with a creator or another next place? Is that something that that is a a consistent through line? Belonging to a faith-based community is certainly a through line in all, all blue zones. But, you know, working for National Geographic, we have to be able to measure. Spirituality is hard to measure. Relationship with the creator is hard to measure. What you can measure is religiosity, which is simply by asking people how often they show up to church, temple, or mosque. And the people who are showing up to church or temple or mosque four times per month, live four to 14 years longer than people who don't. And we don't know if that's because they're downshifting, you know, they're reducing stress because they're taking uh, the focus of their busy life and putting it elsewhere, you know, during church, or if because they're less likely to engage in risky behaviors, or if it's because they have a 
a, a better social network. You know, they have a ready-made um, social mm-hmm. group that they see every week. Or if there's a God and if you pray for help, God will bestow it upon you. We, we don't know. We just know for sure the activity of showing up to a faith-based community is highly associated with longer life. So it stacks the deck in favor. If you're a blackjack play, player, you put a few more aces in your, your longevity deck by showing up to, to your religious place of worship of choice. That's incredible. I spent three years at the UCLA Mindful Awareness Research Center, and they had data that suggested that the folks at UCLA Hospital who were engaging in prayer, they just had data that just showed that they were, they were improving at a different rate, which is just, again, who knows why, right? But it does stack the deck. So with this book that's coming out, this phenomenal book, and you've written so many good books, but just to repeat it for you guys, it's coming out December 9th, The Blue Zones Challenge, a four-week plan for longer, better life. What are you hoping that happens on the other side of someone reading this book? What was your goal in writing this particular book? Because you've already written so many other good ones. So what were you hoping for with this? Well, the, the other books were more sort of theoretic. I mean, they're, they catalog. Uh, what we found in these blue zones right. and we, we did meta-analysis and they were all New York Times bestsellers. But this one, for the first time, really attempts to give people that take 20 years of research and it's very prescriptive. It's very, do this for the next four weeks. Right. And part of it is giving people scaffolding to go on a whole food plant-based diet. So making it, shaping their environment so it's easy for them. If you do that, Within a day, you should feel more energy, which in three days, your digestive system will work more smoothly, if you know what I mean. Um, Within a week or so, if you have skin problems, your skin will clear up. Within about three weeks, your mortality rate will drop about 10%, so you'll be less likely to die. And within four weeks, you should lose between five and eight pounds by just following it. But the important part about it, everything in the book shows you how to set up your different facets of your life so you do it once and forget about it. And that's the goal of it. It's not another one of those finger-wagging books telling you to eat your veggies right. and count your calories and, right. and deprive yourself. It's not a deprivation diet. Right. So let me ask you this. Over 4 million people have watched your incredible TED Talk, How to Live to Be 100, which is the the talk I was saying that I I sent to more people than I think I ever sent anything to. So clearly, you've written, by the way, congrats. I mean, it's one thing to have one best-selling book, but to have so many in a row, is it's a phenomenal feat. Nobody sells books. Like, it's unbelievable that that has been your consistent record. But my point is, clearly, people agree with and aspire to bring this, cultivate all that you're saying as part of their life. So my question is, in preparation for people buying this next book, what have you seen that gets in the way of people once they hear it, once they're, if they're, they're, they're with you, right? They got it. And still, what's the dip? Where do people hit the wall and, and give up on incorporating this? And how can we anticipate that and overcome it so that we can buy this next book, knowing that that might come up and we can 
keep going through that dip? I, I think the first confounding element is we, we are bombarded by new studies that give us a new piece of advice all the time. Yeah. Um, and by the way, frequently it is funded by the food and beverage companies. And if you read Miriam Nestle's book, it's very clear that a study funded by Coca-Cola is going to show that Coca-Cola is not all that bad for you. And uh, it gets published and we get confused. So the first thing is try to look at evidence that I marshal if it convinces you. Try not to be bamboozled by other news stories. But then I think the big one is who we hang out with. If our three best friends are sitting around, you know, like I said, barbecuing wieners and eating, watching TV, we tend to do that. So I wouldn't tell you to dump your old friends, but I would say really paying attention to your social network, your social circle and upgrading that. We make about 220 food decisions a day and about 90% of those are unconscious. And you, you can use discipline and presence of mind for those 20 or 30 decisions we make that are conscious, but all the other ones are dictated by, you know, advertising and convenience and where we put our toaster actually influences how many calories we eat. So again, it's, um, it's the environment that paying attention to the environment we live in, manipulating it in favorable ways and realizing that if you try to change your mind, you're probably going to fail. But if you change your environment, you can succeed. Mm, that's incredible. I asked James Clear that question, what's the most important habit? Because of course, you know, he's talking about atomic habits. And he said, when I first wrote the book, I didn't know the answer to that. I just thought they were all important, which is why they were in the book. But he said, now it's who you spend time with. It's what you just said. Yeah. Who you spend time with. My, my grandma used to say, show me your friends and I'll tell you your future. And she was right. That's incredible. Wow. All right. Well, this was, I don't even know the words to use. Um, just so incredibly powerful, helpful, instructive. I mean, you're doing such incredible work in the world. So tell everybody uh, where they can go order the book and where they can follow you and, and be on this journey with you. Yeah, so the book, it, probably best just go to Amazon, Blue Zone Challenge, and, and Instagram, at Dan Butner. If you, by the way, if any of you guys have questions that I didn't answer in our conversation, I, I'm very, if you DM me, I will answer you. So it's at Dan Butner, and my name is spelled B-U-E-T-T-N-E-R, and I also have a website, danbutner.com, where all my writings are aggregated if you just want to read things for free. And nobody does that. Nobody does that. You guys, I want you to do something. Even if you don't have a question, just go and DM him and tell him how touched you are by this conversation. What a mensch of a person you are. I'm blushing. You're unbelievable. Oh my God. Instagram.com slash Dan Bootner, B-U-E-T-T-N-E-R. Send him a message. You guys tell your friends about this book, buy it. You know what? For Christmas, I don't care if you're already getting them something, also give them this book. If you're not getting them something, get them this book. Go buy this book for five people in your life so that you give them the gift of their life. And thank you, Dan. Thank you so much for being here. I'm so filled up. This is going to fill me up for such a long time. Thank you so much. 
Well, I'm touched by your generosity of spirit and all the nice things you said. So thank you very much. I'm very glad to meet you. You've been rich in my life. Oh, Dan, you're so amazing. I can't, I need more adjectives. I use these same words too often. I can't, I know you're really, it's like a, it's a mic drop. It's beyond words. Thank you. I know you have somewhere you're going to go. So I'm going to let you go. And this is phenomenal. I can't wait for everybody to hear this. Thank you for being here. Sending you a telephonic hug. Sending it back. Oh my goodness. That conversation was so eye-opening. I can't even begin to say, but here are a few of the takeaways. Number one, have a daily practice, a daily ritual. Number two, construct your immediate social circle carefully. Have a few close friends who you can call on on a bad day and people who are there to have a meaningful conversation with you. Number three, get clear on your sense of purpose. Ask yourself, what am I good at? What do I like to do? What are my values? And then ask, what could be an outlet for those three areas? Number four, healthy hundred-year-olds are happier than people in their 20s. They want to wake up the next day alive. So there's a reason to shoot for a hundred. Number five, take your wisdom and put it to work in younger generations. Number six, when you change your environment, you can succeed at sustaining a healthier, happier lifestyle. Number seven, purpose is something you do on a daily basis that gets you so enraptured and involved that time just disappears. If you lose track of time, you've got it. You're on the right track. All right, now I want to celebrate our alumni. So Judy said, I am so different from the person I was since just the past summer when I had the gift of you and your made to do this program having come into my life. I do hold my head higher. I lead from a place of authenticity and I'm always on the lookout that my actions are aligned with my highest self. I've worked hard for this and I thank you for the reminder to be proud of it. I'll be joining your monthly lit up calls. Oh my gosh, Judy, I love this. You should be so proud of yourself. This transformation is amazing because shifting your mindset and your energy is not an easy journey. I can't wait to have you on those lit up calls and to see you continue to rise into your fullest, highest, and best you. You guys can all give Judy some love. Her Instagram is at creating a joyful reader. And I just want to say thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. I can't tell you how much I appreciate you, how much I appreciate your time. And we have so many good shows coming up. It is unbelievable. Some of my favorite shows are coming right as the weeks are rolling in here. If you have not yet subscribed, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts or follow us on Spotify. And guess what? I'm going to start doing some giveaways. Little hint, you should be going to my Instagram and following me on Instagram at kathy.heller because starting next week, I'm going to be doing some Kathy Claus holiday giveaways that are going to be so epic. And you're going to be able to enter just by subscribing to the podcast, like simple things. So subscribe to the podcast, leave a review, hint, hint, get a head start, leave a review on the podcast, and then come follow me on Instagram at kathy.heller because you will find out about these giveaways. There's going to be tons, lots of opportunities to get really, really, really good stuff. So leave a review, subscribe, and come follow me on Instagram and you'll get a head start. And if you know someone who would love this conversation, if you know someone who would be blown away by the Blue Zones, by all of Dan's research, then send them a link to this episode, text them, or post about this episode in your Instagram and you can tag me at kathy.heller and I will repost them and Dan will get to see them too. And I'm sure he'll get such a kick out of that. Before we go, I just want to remind you that you can also join me once a month on these monthly coaching sessions in my lit up membership. Just go to kathyheller.com slash lit up and you can be there. This is absolutely guaranteed to get you lit and to give you the tools to unlock what is that next level of abundance Playing small is canceled and it is time to step fully in to your incredible life that you can't stop dreaming about. Join me on those monthly calls. Go to kathyo.com slash 
lit up. I'll leave you with a song of mine. Have an amazing weekend and I'll talk to you Monday.